Listen well to this story I tell, for some is fact and some is fiction, but all of it is true. I'm Bradley Rolf, and I'm reading my blog. Originally posted February 15, 2018. Silent sky. Are we shining bright or just nearby? Silent Sky at West End Players Guild, February 19th through 18th, 2018. Here's my review. Silent Sky by Lauren Gunderson is a dramatization of the life of Henrietta Leavitt, the woman whose astronomical research paved the way for how we measure the distance to stars. The script, performances, and overall production are very good. It's worth your time to see it. But I don't want to talk about the play itself. I want to talk about what the play talks about. Early on, Henrietta asks the question, where are we? And she asks it very literally, as at that time science didn't have a strong, measurable determination of where Earth physically lies. As a modern audience member, I dove straight into the metaphor. Where are we? One of the reasons I love theater is for its unique ability to hold a mirror to humanity, and this piece is a great example of that. Leaving the show, here are my thoughts. On science in relation to culture. At the time of the play, scientists are trying to build on the past. The prevailing thought is everything that is consensus is unshakable truth, and future discoveries will be elegant blocks laid upon this foundation, all culminating in a grand, unified theory of everything. This sentiment makes perfect sense for the turn of the 20th century, as it is the marriage of Romantic-era thought with modernism. It isn't until Einstein's theory of relativity that scientific thought is shaken back to its core. Science is about question and discovery. It's about testing and changing. The paradox of science is that it is constantly searching for certainty while maintaining that nothing is certain. Some new question or finding can always break apart what we always knew to be true. Sitting watching the play, I had a realization about how the general public interacts with scientific knowledge. By and large, we pretty much don't know what we are talking about, and even when we do, we are often operating on outdated information, or at least not making decisions based on the current consensus. In this case, a character on stage is talking excitedly about relativity and all the implications it has, that time and space are connected and flexible. I think people tend to believe that relativity, as far as they understand it, is a fairly reliable way of describing the universe. But how often does that affect how we live our lives? I wake up most days and act like time is moving decidedly forward at a steady and measurable one second per second. On taking history for granted. Science has come so far. Women have come so far. So much has come so far, particularly in the past hundred years. Growing up, I believed in post-struggle America. History seemed to declare it. Women's suffrage, check. Civil rights movement, check. Moon landing, check. Immediate global connectivity, check. 
the world and the messaging I was getting from the world appeared to be post-progress. No one told me outright that all the great discoveries had been made already, but it sure seemed like we were spending a lot of time celebrating them and being dang pleased with how far we'd come. But logic demands a different response. Even if the history of the world has been progress, and I'm not convinced it is, the only thing to come is more progress. There has never been any indication of progress of humanity culminating in anything. The history of great civilizations is rise and fall. There is more evidence for cyclical patterns than linear ones in history. So in light of that, I don't know. But looking back should cause us to look forward, and then look at now. Perhaps Bill and Ted said it best. Be excellent to each other. On Romance What are you willing to compromise? Are you willing to compromise? Does a metaphysical object have a physical location? Can love be described in physiological sensation? What do you value? How do you assign value? Whose expectations are you concerned with? Whose expectations are you really concerned with? Are you so easily manipulated? Maybe what we thought was something shining so brightly was just nearby. Ooh, that was fun. Uh, after my whole, you know, 2017 in review, I started to, and I've always, you know, you, you see, you interact with any piece of art and you want to respond. And so I was driven to start responding. I, I you know, began writing these, I kind of thought of them as anti-reviews. You know, the idea of a review of art, or particularly a theatrical review or a movie review, the question is, for the audience, is should I go see this or not? Is it worth my time? Is it worth my money or not? That's kind of the big question. And then there's, you know, the rest of it is describing the piece and, like, picking apart the performances and the design and and all that. Um, but, you know, you can... A good review... A good theatrical review is going to tell you... A standard theatrical review is going to say... Here's the show. Here's roughly what it's about without too many spoilers if that's a thing. And, you know, and should you see it or not? And here's when it's happening and who it involves. Uh, and, you know, they also tend to talk about this performance was good. This performance was I wanted more from this. Um, but but the purpose, the purpose of a review in the relationship with the audience is should I see this or should I not? So 
I wanted to take that concept of a theatrical review because I was seeing a lot of theater and take it, okay, let's take the function of it, boom, out of the way. Here's what it is, here's the deal, great, go see it, or don't, whatever. And then I wanted the review itself to have value to the reader. So I decided to do more of a a reflection here. And 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 that's and that's what I did. And that's what we have here. And looking back once again a couple of years back this and this is what two and a half years ago. <laughs> two and a half years ago. So so far and so near. Um Silent Sky, Silent Sky Lauren Gunderson it's, it's a good it's a good play. I like it a lot and and they really did uh I mean, these, it, once again, and as a, as a reflection, this is how I connected to the piece. There's plenty of themes and other things that someone else might see, but some of these things that I saw in the play were things that I already saw in the world at large, and I was articulating them through my experience of the play. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I invented it, but I definitely came up with the word chronocentrism at some point in my life. And it's the idea that, I mean, break it down, you know, instead of, you know, ethnocentrism or, or you know, nationalism, um, it's time. You know, our time period, the present, is the most important is the best is is the key the idea that and it typically kind of goes with this you know short-sighted modernist progressivism chronocentrism is the idea that the time we're in now is the most advanced and anything before it was leading up to this and anything before it is by necessity by nature not as good as this. Um, and sure, there, there's progress, and you know, hopefully, in you know, in recent history, we're getting to a better, whatever the definition of that is, society in some levels, maybe. Um, but the I think we when we look at history through this chronocentric lens, we look at the people in history as less intelligent, as less developed, as, as less of people um, than we are today due to their experience. And it, it's the same, it's, it's the same root of, of any prejudice, um, broadly speaking. It, it's, it's this othering. It's this refusal to believe that all people are people, um, and and th- that for some reason because this person is outside of you, or outside of your clan, or outside of your tribe, they are somehow less than. And while you may not articulate it that way, if you look at the ways your actions are driven and the ways you interact with or or treat though you know anyone outside you, their perspective compared to yours. It is rooted in a belief that you or your tribe uh, is superior. It's 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 supremacy, and that's that's just 
gosh darn downright bad. Uh, and so we have this cultural supremacy belief that we, in the modern world today, um, know more, because we know more, whatever, we feel like so often we look back at history and look at those stories and we dehumanize the characters within those stories of history. And I, that doesn't, I don't think that serves us at all. I don't think it, that helps us. I think it, it, it can stifle our own personal development in whichever direction we desire to go. Uh, I've been looking back at this review. The thing that struck me most, um, is, where was it? Um, yeah, yeah. There has never been any indication of progress of humanity culminating in anything. The history of great civilizations is rise and fall. There is more evidence for cyclical patterns than linear ones in history. And, and I think... From what I see in the broader societal and political conversation, everyone seems to be talking from a linear time perspective. From a linear progressivist, in whichever way, you know, your ideology takes that, a linear time perspective. And if we think about the science of relativity, but even just historically, the ebbs and flows, the cycles, the rise and fall of civilizations. Um, I I don't think I don't think anyone is operate like I mean just especially especially as an American, especially living in the greatest planet on earth, the U.S. of A. We, you know the the world the history of the world started on July 4th 1776 when you know a bunch of dudes came together and said hey how about we do it right this time and they said you know what we're a lot smarter than everybody else and we figured out the right way to build a a, a political structure for a country and a society and it helps that we speak english um which is the best language and the normal language. So let's let's do it, guys. And they all high fived each other, and uh, you know, and, and went on to to make America, and and that's when the world started. And and isn't it great that we're living in this great world, and it's going to keep going forward, and it's going to keep growing, and we're going to see quarter after quarter of you know expansion of this great American corporation, and it's going to go on forever. Isn't that great? Forever and ever, just getting more and more, and it's never going to end. What, what society has persisted since the dawn of time? What what like we're we live in a world of societies that have not yet collapsed and and, and i i don't 
desire to be pessimistic and I don't desire to be and I don't I really don't think we're on the verge of a major collapse and I'm not enough of an academic to really be able to say if we are or not but we can't I mean, I mean, what should we keep running around like this gravy train's gonna go on forever, or or should we live in the reality of the expectation that maybe in our lives, maybe not? Like, you're gonna get to the end of the line at some point, and or or are we, or have or have we actually figured it out this time? We actually, you know. We we have we we just happen to be in the the period in history where you know what guys we did it congratulations the best cup of coffee in New York City and and this culture this society which even if even if it does continue in perpetuity once again history shows us that cultures shift cultures I mean you know you drop someone from 1776 into today you drop someone from someone from 1776 50 years in the future i mean drop drop someone from 1776 into 1850 america it's going to look vastly different drop someone you know cultures shift cultures change the only thing that constant the only thing that's constant as they say right 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 uh, it's so, it's just, it is baffling. And this is kind of my big thought for today is when there is so much evidence to the contrary, why do so many people act like the world, the way that they experience it? is as it was and will always be. Reading my blog is a production of me, Bradley Rolf. I'm on Instagram and Twitter under my real name. If you'd like to skip ahead, links to my blog and other projects I'm working on can be found at anotherwhitesuburbanite.com.